Hello, y'all, and welcome to the Creative Cast. Happy Monday. I am super excited that you are here joining me today, and I'm so excited that we are kicking off another week together. Today is May 24th, if you can believe it. I'm not really sure where the month of May went, but alas, it's we're getting to the end of the month. Memorial Day is right around the corner. On today's show, we're going to talk about audio. Now, I know that we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I got so many questions about this. I thought I'd do another episode and take a little bit deeper dive on some of this stuff. So when it comes to audio quality, it has an effect on whether listeners believe what they hear. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about some of the top tips on how you can make your podcast sound polished and professional. Now, these tips are mostly for all of my do-it-yourself editing friends out there, but I think these tips will work for everybody to maybe upgrade the production value a little bit. When it comes to podcasting, most people think, oh, I need to have a really expensive setup. And we've talked a lot about that, that no, you don't. But before you hit record, whether you have a super expensive setup or a an introductory, less expensive setup, before you hit record on this, I want you to think about where your recording is where you're going to record and choose an appropriate place. Because you can invest hundreds of dollars into getting high quality equipment. But if you are recording in a room that has a lot of echo in it, or it sounds like you're in a tin can, or it has a lot of hard surfaces in it, it's not really going to make a whole lot of difference. So like I say all the time, garbage in, pretty much garbage out. So you're going to want to record in a place that it has a lot of soft surfaces. It doesn't have a lot of echo. Really, honestly, the best place I have found to record audio in is in a closet. (laughs) Seriously, outside of a professional studio that has soundproofing and all those types of things. If you are a DIY person and you're doing it in your house, you're doing it in your office, wherever you're doing it, you want to limit the amount of noise that, and I'll get more into talking about unwanted noise in a minute, but you really want to limit that and doing it in your closet makes it absolutely perfect. I also know people that like to do it in their bathroom because the acoustics are great in a bathroom. If you've ever sang in the shower, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And the other thing is, let's talk about the mic for a second. Make sure that you are using a good external mic, whether it's a USB or XLR, whatever mic you're using, make sure you're using a good quality mic. You can get one for less than a hundred bucks. So if you want to know more about that, I talked about that at great length in episode one, where we were discussing how to launch a podcast. Okay, let's talk about removing unwanted noise for a second because a lot of clients think that any editor or producer can take anything out. Well, we can do a lot. We can't take out everything. 
So like I said before, if your recording is garbage because there's a lot of background noise, there's not going to be a whole lot that I can do to take that out. Some of it, yes, we can. But if you're hearing the lawnmower in the background or the dog is barking or or a helicopter is flying by your house, like mine has a tendency to do because we live across the street from an ER, I'm not going to be able to take that out. And sometimes it's just unavoidable, whether it's cars or air conditioning or jewelry that you're wearing or whatever the case may be. Now, to help with some of this, like I said, you're going to want to record in a place that's going to be as less background noise as possible. And again, you're going to want to get a mic that is going to limit some of that sound that's coming through. So that's going to be a dynamic microphone. You can get one for less than a hundred bucks. I don't recommend a Yeti because Yeti is not a dynamic microphone. It's going to pick up everything. So you're going to want to make sure that you're getting a dynamic microphone or a shotgun mic at close range that can limit some of that extra background noise sound that has a tendency to come through. Once you've perfected where you are recording and you've got a great mic, you've got a really good setup and things are sounding good, then you can start to be creative and start adding in extra layers. Things like music to really give your show that production value and an emotive edge. Now, music is great shorthand to get people to feel the emotions that you want. So think of music design in movies. Or like in Jaws, when you hear the dun-dun-dun noise, you know Jaws is coming. (laughs) They do it all the time in movies, whether it's a romantic comedy or a psychological thriller. They purposely design the music to make you feel those emotions. Same thing in podcasting. So let's talk about music just for a second. Now, when you're looking for music, you want to make sure that it's royalty free. That means there's no licensing, that you're meeting all the needs. So if you go to a royalty free website, and you could probably get a decent mu- some decent music for between like 12 bucks to $30, depending on the type of music that you're looking for for your podcast, the kind of emotion you want it to have. And you basically are buying a license that says, I, the artist, am allowing you, the podcaster, to use this music however you choose to. And there's usually several restrictions or ways that you can use it. And some music isn't allowed to be used in podcasting. You have to get one of the higher level licenses. So it just kind of depends. Now, there are free websites that have royalty-free tracks. And I'll put some of those in the show notes. But you want to make sure that you check the terms of usage first. And royalty-free doesn't necessarily mean that it's free. Like I said, you're going to have to pay for certain licenses depending on how how you're using it. And most of you are going to be using it just on your podcast, so you got to make sure that that license meets those needs. And it's usually laid out pretty clear-cut on how you can use it and what formats you can use it on. If you wanted something that's original 
or more specific, you can always reach out to a musician for them to make something specifically for you and your podcast. Now, this can get expensive. So my suggestion when it comes to sound design on your podcast and using music, go with a royalty-free music. And then as you grow, if that's something that you want to have original music that nobody else has anywhere else, go ahead and do that. Now, the other thing you want to do is you want to listen to your show like your listeners do. The best measure of whether your podcast is going to sound good is to listen to it how your audience is, whether through headphones, your car stereo, computer speakers, whatever. Most people are going to be listening through headphones because what this does is it helps you spot any needed adjustments overlooked in the initial edit. And by doing this, ensures that it sounds completely natural and it's optimized for the listener. Like I mentioned on last week's show, when I edit, I usually do through two passes. One for content. What do you want to take out? What doesn't work? What doesn't flow? Is there one sentence that you just, it just sounds very weird? And then on the next pass, you're going to listen for the ums, the ahs, all the things that we normally tend to take out. Now, the one thing I want to remind you is please do not edit at a faster speed thinking, oh, I'll get through the editing process quicker. You have a tendency to miss things when you edit at, let's say, one and a half times that you wouldn't if you were listening to it naturally. I know that talking about sound design and especially some of the editing software can seem just absolutely daunting. But let's not be afraid of using more complex tools. For all the newbie do-it-yourselfers, really the only thing you need to know is just the simple basics. So most importantly, in putting a show together, technically, are two things. Level and time. Is it loud enough? Is the music too loud? Is your voice or the voice of your guest, is it the same? Do you need to raise your guest up? Do you need to bring them down a little bit? All those kinds of things. And I have some resources for you in order to do that. And I will be putting those in the show notes. In order to level and really make sure that you're doing a good job with that is an online app called Authonic. A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. It's a web-based app. You can get two hours of audio for free. Otherwise, you can pay like 11 bucks a month for a subscription. And it helps you to level the voices on there and really makes it sound really, really good if you're editing it yourself. I highly suggest that you look into that. Now, talking about length... Currently, right now, statistics are telling us that the trend is leaning toward shorter episodes. Generally speaking, people want an episode that is 30 minutes or less, but your audience could be different. They may want more content from you. They may want a longer podcast because of the topic that you're talking about. You really kind of need to take a deep dive into this. Just because the trending is that way, do what works best for your audience and the content that you're talking about. Once you kind of get those basics, then you can kind of start getting into the more advanced tools later. 
You need to learn how to use fade in, fade out, so it doesn't make such a rough cut, and how to cut the ums, the ahs, etc. Okay, those are the first things you need to learn, because then you can get into the more advanced stuff later. Now, in terms of what editing software to use, my always go-to for those who are just getting started with editing is Audacity. If you have a Mac, GarageBand. Audacity is absolutely free, and if you have a Mac, GarageBand is part of that. There are tons and tons of online tutorials for using Audacity and GarageBand, how to cut something, how to fade out, how to fade in, how to add music, all these other types of things. There's numerous YouTube videos all about this that can walk you literally step by step. Now, this is a recommendation for everyone. I want everyone to learn how to do simple edits. Even if you have an editor, just in case something happens. Let's just say your editor gets sick, is in the hospital, and can't do something. Their kid is sick, they're out of pocket in some way, shape, or form, and you need to edit something out of a podcast because the guest is requesting it. Because it's something they said, they don't want that to be aired, that statement, it needs to be taken out. What do you do? You could potentially be in a bad situation if you don't know another editor. So it's always best to know how to do these basic, simple things. And again, YouTube is definitely the way to go on how to do that. Now, once you get the basics and you want to learn more of of the advanced stuff, then you can go back to YouTube and find those things. You can start using more advanced software like Reaper and Pro Tools and Hindenburg. One of the questions that I got was specifically about from Liz in Dallas, Texas, that wanted to know whether or not she should buy, she's going to be editing it herself, and she wanted to know about Logic Pro X. My feeling is for the average person who is editing just podcasts or just their podcast, Logic Pro was overkill. Logic Pro was really created for musicians. There's so much more stuff that you can do with that. And it's really created for music, not necessarily podcasts. Pretty much everything you need to edit something is in Audacity. You can edit your podcast from start to finish in either Audacity or GarageBand. Easy peasy. If you're thinking about getting a software, there are lots of other ones that I find are better as far as if you want to get into more advanced software. Logic Pro is is not one of them for me. If you wanted to take a step up from Audacity or GarageBand, the next one I would say is either probably Hindenburg or Reaper. Either one of those would be the best. Regardless of how much work you put into making the sound quality the audio quality as professional as possible. You recording in your closet. Your you've got the really good mic. You learned how to edit, and you're doing all these things. I want you to remember: content is still the king. A lack of professional equipment should not stop you from discovering your niche and your following. Now, 
listen, I've listened to some podcasts where the audio was absolutely amazing, but their content sucked. I didn't continue listening to it. And I've also listened to some podcasts where their audio quality was less than stellar. I could tell that they were editing it themselves, which good for them. But I continue to listen to it because the content was so on point. And listen, y'all, your first episodes will never be perfect. You need to start somewhere because you're made for this. You're called for this because God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So that's about all the time that we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode where we take a little bit deeper dive into some of this stuff. If you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email at support at TammyMuntonCreative.com. Next week's show, super excited about this. This was a direct question from one of our listeners named Maggie in Savannah, Georgia. So we're going to be talking about why you should or shouldn't have a podcast for your church. So we're going to be getting into that. You know, I mean, who knew that the Great Commission could look like a road microphone and a hosting account, right? So ladies, I believe in you. Y'all are my heroes. I believe in experience, production fatigue, and intimidating text should not hold you back. Let's walk through this journey together to spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message. I hope that you have a great day, and I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.